From WUSC-FM and HG1 Columbia, I'm Flint Snyder. And I'm Trey Martin. This is Hot Topics from WUSC News. Coming up, we're talking about how posts on Reddit sent Wall Street into a frenzy with GameStop stock rising over 800% in nearly two days. How young entrepreneurs are capitalizing on the trend. Plus, there's a growing debate in the Palmetto State over the redesign of the state flag. What's going to change, or has it been changing this entire time? And we'll have Luminol Theater founder Curtis John on to discuss being a satellite location for the upcoming Sundance Film Festival this weekend. That's all coming up this week on Hot Topics. right here from WUSC News. As always, I'm Clint Snyder, joined by Trey Martin. And we have a lot to talk about today, Trey, as uh, it's been a busy day in the uh, in the Hot Topics world. Uh, GameStop is on the rise. We got the Sundance Festival coming to Columbia, and we are getting a new state flag. So there's a lot to cover. And uh, let's start off with uh, this GameStop stock just rising astronomically. We have Wall Street Bros on Reddit. W- what is happening here? So my friend kind of texted in our group chat the other day um it was on um tuesday i think like tuesday morning he was like look at look at gamestop stock like what is going on with it and like of course robin hood just has the graph and like you just saw like the green like just like shooting through the roof um but so what happened it originated on reddit um, and if you know anything about the stock market, you know that people place bets pretty much on if a stock is going to uh, rise or fall and if a company is going to be able to, you know, kind of sustain that. So um, GameStop itself had a very low stock price. I believe it was somewhere around $5 in 2017. Um, GameStop obviously just not really doing well. And even with the COVID-19 pandemic kind of boosting video game sales, um, GameStop, their their stock price didn't really grow during 2020. Um, so uh, a group on Reddit started this movement um, to invest a lot of money into the GameStop stock um, and get a bunch of people to invest a lot of money. So kind of like artificially mm-hmm. boosting it. They're just saying, hey, let's put uh, a ton of our own money on it. And then that's going to get other people to board the bandwagon. Yeah. And then it's just this thing can go through the roof once, you know. And that's what it was, a, you know, kind of a an experiment almost. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, like what happens if we just try to do this? And it ended up working, you yeah. know. Um, and so they're actually um, I've read that um, the, the next thing that they're kind of talking about doing is um, AMC theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also um discussing maybe doing this with BlackBerry as well. Um, So these stocks (laughs) that, and it's just a, uh, it's a very short term, it's a very, it's a very short term way of trying to make a lot of money. Yeah. And so, um, uh, and of course, and this has been kind of spurred along by day traders, by just um, retail investors that um, 
don't do this for a living. A lot of it, like I said, it originated on Reddit. So, I mean, it's probably just kids with phones yeah. that are thinking like, hey, let's try this. Um, and it's actually kind of re- really disrupted um, the whole system that they've got. So um, I, I know a lot of people are trying to get the, the SEC to step in and like shut mm-hmm. it down um, and saying like, hey, this is just like not good for the market. Yeah. And, uh, so it, it's really interesting, but you know, no. It, uh, congrats to GameStop. Congrats <laughs> to the people that are getting rich off of this. But um, it also is kind of scary to see the power of Reddit. Yeah. You know, and see the power of these forums. It, it's funny too because, and let me just make sure I have this right. So there was people, and this is the story that I heard too, is that like there was people who were just shorting GameStop stock which say that three times fast is really annoying, but they were shorting the stock, meaning they were betting on it to go down, essentially, the value of GameStop stock. And then these people on Reddit took offense to that because these guys who were shorting the stocks were bashing GameStop on Reddit. And then these other people on Reddit were like, okay, wait a second, GameStop is cool, and just drove this huge demand to like kind of boost the, the GameStop stock. And I think, I think when we were talking before, it, it, it has raised in value almost 800%. Yes, um, th- that's essentially what happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's uh, started at seventeen dollars at the beginning of the year, and on Monday it got to its high of one hundred and fifty nine dollars wow. and eighteen cents. And that's GameStop, like a a business that I was described to having as like no importance in today's gaming world because everything is just downloaded virtually you know there really is no need to like actually go to a physical store and pick up a hard copy of a game and i and i heard the the guy who kind of spearheaded this on reddit he took out his life savings of around fifty thousand dollars at the beginning of all this and like bet his money on the gamestop stock guess how rich he is now um uh, very very yeah 15 million dollars it's just uh you you have to think also, kind of what are the repercussions going to be mm-hmm. of this? Because uh, while it worked for this, you can guarantee like the market always figures itself out and yeah. the market always wins. So you can guarantee that, you know, something's going to happen. And I think this is I probably thinking analytically, it's probably going to do a lot more harm than good. But, um, you know, who knows? It's kind of it's a bizarre thing that's happened. Yeah. I did see something online today. It is making for good memes, though. And this one guy was like, oh, yeah, just spending my stimulus check on all these, uh, you know, out-of-date businesses. Like like you said, AMC, which is like the movie theater chain and GameStop. And uh, now he said, I didn't hear about the BlackBerry one. That was kind of interesting. Definitely, definitely a lot of nostalgia going around in the markets today, for sure. Um, and speaking of nostalgia, we're going to turn out to the uh, South Carolina state flag. As, Best state flag in the country. See, as a Marylander, I will have to disagree with you there because our flag is pretty cool. But yes. South Carolina, I would say, is is definitely a close second. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the energy to <laughs> argue that right now. Well, so but there's a debate about the design of the South South Carolina state flag itself because apparently there was this uh, lawmaker in the state house who. Um, came up with this committee to kind of review the design of the flag because initially there had been no official state design for our flag here in South Carolina. There have been a lot of iterations of it passed around, but there was nothing that was like formally saying, okay, this is what our flag looks like. And so what this lawmaker set out to do was to form a committee that would essentially come up with the design that would be the official state flag of South Carolina. And so what they did was they came out with this design 
and it ended up not meeting expectations. We should say, people. There's two of them. Yeah, so so that's uh, those are actually the redesigns. Oh, they're redesigns. Yes, the, origi- okay. the original. Oh, I see yeah. The original. Yeah, look up the original one. <sighs> original. It, it, and it was covered everywhere. Was I'm just covered... imagining like you know the little leprechaun drawing. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> well, people people equated it to looking like the uh, the uh, like a, the Christmas tree that Charlie Brown brought back to the group in Charlie Brown Christmas. Like it looked just so skinny and just so scrawny. Uh, the palm tree did. And oh, then, oh, yeah. It looked like a, people said it looked what like a toilet that? brush cleaner. Yeah. That is bad. Okay. It, yeah. yeah. I'm and, really glad that they changed and, that. And in a, uh, in a, uh, un, uh, I guess, uncommon show of u- unity on the internet, everyone was like, well, this is not great. And, uh, so I think they, and this was covered like the New York Times picked it up, the, t- the Today Show picked it up on their website. Like this story made national news, you know? And uh, so, yeah, so now they came out with two redesigns this week or late last week. And um, I'm liking the options a lot better. One of them just kind of has to do with how big the uh, the palm tree is. But I think both of them keep the crescent moon on the uh, flag. And not much is changing. There's just slight differences. But you can check out the options uh, that are on the for up for debate online because um, I think it, it's important that people like – have an input in they what should the state have like flag a, looks like. Yeah, I think they should have a public vote. Like, that I don't would be know. Cool. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna. Obviously, I think they're gonna take public input, but I think ultimately it is gonna be this committee's decision to uh, to come up Lube. with the final. Yeah, I know. But I the, the I like B. Yeah, I, no. See, I was an A. I was an A. You're person. A. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But you're from Maryland, so your your opinion is not. It as doesn't matter. Relevant as, what as mine. <laughs> it, being a South Carolinian, um, when I imagine the flag. I imagine B. Gotcha. That's kind of what I see. Gotcha. Well, as a native South Carolinian myself, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so very interesting uh, debates happening on the internet today for sure. Um, but we have something very cool coming to Columbia this weekend. That is the Sundance Film Festival is remotely making its way to the Luminol Theater right here in Columbia. We have the founder and executive director of the Luminol Theater joining us right after the right after the break to discuss how you can get involved with this weekend's festivities and what they will be streaming. But first, this is Hot Topics right here from WSE News. We'll be right back. Welcome back to WUSC Hot Topics. And we are joined by Curtis Caesar John, founder of the Luminol Theater, um, which is hosting the upcoming Sundance or is a satellite location for the upcoming Sundance Film Festival. Curtis, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing really well. How are you guys? Doing great. Um, So go ahead and just, uh, I guess, introduce the Luminol Theater um, and and tell us just a little bit about what you do um, and uh, what's coming up this weekend. Sure. Uh, well, the Luminal Theater, we are what's called a nomadic cinema or nomadic micro cinema, you can also call us, because um, our stock and trade is really about doing, um, we do various types of film events, really focusing on bringing film, specifically bringing Black film and Black cinema uh, to communities that need it the most, where it's communities where that are underserved by the arts, that especially under, underserved by access to, to films and to specifically to black films. 
And so we provide, we kind of act like as a middle person where we provide those services for the community and for all who are interested in just really discovering um, more about independent black cinema. So not just Hollywood films, although, you know, we show those from time to time too, um, but really films that need a lot of attention or need some more attention that, you know, might go missing in between serving time in film festivals and possibly not getting picked up for distribution, whether it's in theaters or on streaming or wherever else films are shown. Yeah. And, and, you know, everyone knows, or most people know what Sundance Film Festival is, you know, it, it's this huge event every year, but this year, um, do, do they usually have satellite locations for theaters for Sundance or is that different no. this year because of COVID? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's totally a COVID thing. They usually just always take place right in Park City, Utah. Um, that has ties to um, other Sundance type related things. Um, but this is the first time. I mean, they, they often do events after the festival in other cities. Uh, sometimes those are training things. Sometimes those are screenings of select films, but they've never done an initiative like this where they are literally partnering with organizations in select cities. Um, in this case, 25 across the country um, I believe in Puerto Rico, not I believe, definitely in Puerto Rico as well. And just really working on centering those voices that that work and live in those communities uh, with the people who are doing that work on the ground there, but also obviously showing films that cater and center to the needs and desires and the, the habits of the folks that live there, all curated by uh, like the teams like my team here in South Carolina and, you know, various teams across the country. So um, how did the theater get selected for this? Well, it, it's, you know, we've been around for a number of years now and we have a reputation for, you know, really doing quality work and providing services for the community. Even though we're new to Columbia, uh, you know, we hit the ground running as soon as, almost as soon as we got here, you know, COVID put a little hamper in some of that. Um, but, you know, from doing our drive-ins in the early fall, you know, we got some good attention and, you know, they were seeing that there's other organizations that do work here in Columbia. And, but not only that, it's really, like I was saying in the beginning, like based on, on my and the Luminal Theater's work and just providing quality types of services uh, for the community at large, for the film and audience community at large, you know, they know we had the reputation to be able to pull this off in the way that they would like. And so, you know, it, it's like anything, it's uh, the building of relationships and, and, and showing that you're able to do things well and correctly that just make you a perfect fit or something like this. So, so what does so it mean? Are. Oh, excuse me, but what, what does it mean to be a satellite location for Sundance? Kind of talk to me about, the mm -hmm. events that you guys will be putting on and just kind of how people get can get involved in an event for Sundance Film Festival. Sure. So the first thing it. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. The first thing um, is, you know, we're showing five fantastic films starting this Friday. Um, all the films we'll be showing, they are live and in person, but obviously, and if not, obviously I'm making very clear that, you know, full COVID-19 regulations will be put in place. So, um, so everyone will be as safe as possible. You know, we'll have touchless testing. Uh, we have a COVID-19 compliance officer that's on site um, that will be doing that testing um, touchless, like I said, no swabs of noses or anything. Um, so that people will, 
you know, be safe. And so they'll be able to come in and watch these films. And we actually, we made the choice to actually provide these films for free to the community. It's just so, you know, to make sure that they have access to them. You know, that's a big thing for us is access. And so with these films going down the line from Homeroom, which begins on Friday, which is the first film we show that starts on Friday and then passing My Name is Pauli Murray, which is a very important film. It's a documentary on um, a non-binary legal trailblazer who named Pauli Murray, of course, a black woman who you know, was really been overlooked through history. Um, so that's a really important one that we have showing on Sunday at 6 p.m. Um, ALA, the documentary on um, the famed choreographer Alvin Ailey, who some people know something about, but most people don't know too much about. So it's the first like really in-depth film on him. Um, that's on Monday. That's our first film on Monday. We have two films on Monday to where end our screenings with Judas and the Black Messiah, which is a, a film that people, a lot of people have really been hankering to see. And we actually expanded tickets. We just reopened uh, more ticketing for that. So um, all the folks who want to see it will be able to, or as many folks as we, as possible that we are able to see it, uh, we'll be able to come and see that film. Um, that's directed by Shaka King and 